Well, hello there, sweetie darlings, around the world. On Christmas Eve, December 24th, you might be able to hear that I'm walking in the forest, and I have kind of a squishy-sounding jacket on. Sorry about that. Say, mm. In a different forest from our usual one. I'm T, and this is Burning Tarot. This is the podcast where we go for a little nature walk, and we pull a tarot card, and we talk about, you know, life and stuff. Maybe a little astrology gets thrown in there, too. So today's forest isn't over in Central Oregon, where we usually do our readings. Today, we are in, well, we're in my home forest. This is where I grew up. It's turning into a louder forest than it used to be, because as you will hear in a second, uh, it's in the flight path of an airport. And the U.S. military has added it to some base or something. So these sometimes very loud planes go by now that weren't here when I was young. Now over in Central Oregon, we're looking at ponderosa pines and a lot of wetness. I'm sorry, a lot of dryness. Well, this year we've had some wetness. Usually it's dry. And over here is where it's wet. We're on the western slopes of the Cascade Mountains, down in the Willamette Valley, and actually over towards the foothills of the Oregon coast, which is where I grew up. So here on Christmas Eve, we have a pretty traditional bit of Oregon weather in Lane County. It's gray. There are gray clouds out, and you can see fog, you know, really ensconcing some of these coastal foothills a little farther west out towards the ocean. But today we don't have much fog here, and incredibly, it's not raining. There's loads of poison oak growing around here, but it, it's not uh, sprouting any leaves. So it's theoretically uh, sort of safe to be around for those of us who are allergic. We have fir trees. We have Douglas fir. We have a few ponderosa pines growing quite differently than they do over in Central Oregon. None of these guys have that beautiful orange bark, for example. And we have oaks, lots of old oaks and some younger oaks too. And there's loads of lichen old man's beard dripping down off of the branches into the grayness. And the forest floor beneath my feet is covered with little little bits of greenery, little green plants and grasses and mud and some nice brown oak leaves from the fall. Kind of mild weather, not a bad place to be on Christmas Eve. So, what is our card this week? Oh, and we're passing a madrone. Madrones are these lovely trees with bright orangey-red, paper-peely bark. And this is just a little baby one. Here on my family property, we, uh, we did some clear-cutting and thinned out all the Douglas firs, um, which had been planted you know, by white settlers. I never knew that. I grew up thinking this was just the forest. 
but it doesn't actually belong here. This used to be an oakland savanna with lots of oak and then those madrones I was talking about. Uh, and it was a habitat for certain butterflies and, and other animals. And the Kalapuya um, Indians, if you will, Native Americans, if you will, indigenous people, if you prefer, the Kalapuya would burn this land every year and that would encourage the camas camas lilies to grow and come springtime and that was a staple food for them and we still have camas growing up here and we've tried to clear some of it out and restore some of that butterfly habitat so there you go now you know something about me and my home forest we're in a clearing right now it's nice and pretty and let's talk about our card so this card is for us as we take in this uh, large holiday. And it doesn't really matter whether you're a Christmassy person or not, whether you're religious, whether the birth of a newborn king story means anything to you personally. It's such a huge time in our culture. And I'm speaking from the American United Statesian point of view. But a lot of you are in cultures where Christmas is a big deal. A lot of the listeners here. And so, you know, let's, uh, let's acknowledge it. What's good about this Christmas concept? And let's acknowledge the bad, too. It can be a time of great pressure, a lot of emotionality, uh, a lot of feelings around families. And our card today just totally grooves with that. Okay, here comes the Velcro sound. Uh-huh. That's my pocket opening, and I'm taking the card out. We have, and for Hanukkah, I received uh, a new tarot deck. This is the 1930 reworking of, um, of a Marseille deck. And someone close to me got me this, and it's cool. I haven't had a Marseille deck in many years, and the one I used to have was, um, I don't even know, like just a replica of one of the really old ones, you know, I don't know, 15th century or 17th century, I don't know, somewhere that's long ago. <laughs> you like how formal I am about that? Oh, we're passing the family cemetery. Hi, Grandma. Hi, Uncle. Um, so, yeah, so I have this new Marseille deck, and it's very exciting. It's got this really classy printing. The colors are really great. And we have drawn, for our special holiday edition of Burning Tarot, we've drawn the Ace of Cups. So this is splendid, you guys. This is just what we freaking needed for this time of year. Ace of Cups uh, in many decks, especially those that are kind of following in the Smith Rider weight tradition, which is often my favorite, excuse me, most of them will show a cup maybe being, you know, handed out of a cloud by the hand of God. But this one's pretty groovy. Uh, I'll take a picture so you can see uh, if it's not showing up wherever you're listening to this podcast, you can just go over to tiffanyleebrown.com. That's me, Tiffany Lee Brown, also known as T. So go to tiffanyleebrown.com. There's a link that says Burning Tarot Podcast. And you can listen directly from there. A lot of our listeners do. 
or download the whole thing to your device and listen to it later. And the pictures are on there too. Like if you want to actually see your card or the context in which it was drawn. Um, if you do download that MP3 file, the photo should also be within the MP3. It'll just be really small. So yeah, I'll take a picture of this thing and you can see it's pretty trippy. We have the cup, which we're used to seeing. Ace of cups, that means the number one of cups. The beginning of cups, the beginning of an emotional journey. And the flowing of a new kind of emotional fountain. The availability of a bright new emotional light. It's great. And this one has a big broad base, golden base, and then a red and kind of turquoisey blue cup. And we don't, or maybe the turquoisey blue is supposed to be water flapping out, I'm not sure. But sitting on top of all that, unlike most of the cards we're used to drawing, is a house or a mansion or a church, not a church. So, or a palace. So it's very clearly a building. So water, because the cups are the water element in the tarot. Water is somehow providing a foundation for a house, for a very nice, solid-looking structure. And that's kind of weird, isn't it? Because usually when we think of building a house, we're thinking about, okay, let's find some, you know, cement to put underneath it that it can rest on so that our palace or our house will stay good and steady. <clears throat> Excuse me. And of course, we know what happens to some of those good and steady foundations during earthquakes, right? Sometimes you kind of wish maybe you had something a little more uh, wobbly to work with. Huh, I just found a weird platform out here in the woods. That must be the neighbor's property. Never seen it before. I wonder what on earth it is. Curious. So, we have our Ace of Cups. Now, the house is interesting for this time of year because often our house symbology, our house energy <clears throat> is both our, our personal like living situation. It can also represent our body, our physical house that we walk around in, you know, the way that a turtle has a house, right? So those are common kind of archetypal symbologies for the house or the building. But it can also refer to our ancestral line and specifically our family, our family home. And all of that here isn't resting on cement. It's not resting on, you know, pots of gold. <coughs> pardon me, pardon me. That house is resting on water. So water is emotion. What else is water? 
What else do we get from our cups in the tarot, you guys? We get dreams. We get ancestry. We get our deep, deep feelings and that sensation of home that you would associate perhaps with the moon and the sign of cancer in astrology. And when we build our house, the health of our bodies, the way that we look back on our ancestry and our family of origin, the way we look at our current community and perhaps the family we've built around us as adults. This card says you can build something big, solid, impressive, and beautiful on top of something flowing. Maybe the strongest foundation is the the least obvious one. Maybe it's feeling, emotion, being in touch with those feelings and emotion, being willing to rock back and forth with moods. You know, moods are highly (laughs) implicated in the water element as well. When we're dealing with water, we're also dealing with, you know, the great swamp out of which we emerged and evolved. We were some kind of single-celled animal, and we became somehow a shrimp and then a fish, and then a fish with legs. Ah, country sounds. You guys hear that? Got some chainsaws going. Fish with legs walking out of the ocean, the swampy lake, you know, and then how does that all work? And you get dinosaurs and you get mammals and wow. Eventually, that process leads you to humans, for better or for worse. And the cups, the water element helps put us in touch with that deep, animal and even pre-animal nature. Water flows in our veins. Like, what do you think most of your blood is made out of? And the other substances of your body. Heck of a lot of water in there. Water and salt. So when we get a really powerful cups card, such as the Ace of Cups, we're being told that this is a time to really pay some attention to our feels, to our emotions. And this can go, uh, there's a sense of newness because it's an ace, right? We get a new chance, start, start something over. But you may find yourself processing a lot from the past. It's hard to just kind of instantly have brand new everything. I don't know if you've ever tried that. Like, well, I'm going to, transfer to this other school or uh, screw it I'm moving to New York and you know these can be very fun adventures I kind of (laughs) miss having a life where I could do that now and again Um, but when you get to that new school or you get to New York or wherever you're going you're still you and you don't really uh, it's not like the bullies at your old school, they may not be torturing you every day anymore, but you still have to process the fact that they were in your life and that they changed how you viewed the world or whether or not you're able to make friends. 
So the Ace of Cups can amplify what is new, but sometimes that very amplification makes us a little more aware of the past and of things in our current life or our recent past or even our far past. Things that have feels and emotions attached to them that we really need to process. We need to revisit. So it's wonderful to have this new, beautiful eruption of water in a new cup. And the idea of building something upon it is really lovely. There's some wonderful little white mushrooms out here. I wonder if we could eat them. Um, so Ace of Cups, like, this is good news. If you are in a confused spot romantically... Um, this card usually indicates that you can have a fresh start or get some extra oomph to your relationship, particularly the emotional underpinnings as opposed to the, the practicalities that sometimes keep us in a couple or just the sexual vibe, which is great and everything, but the cups are going to speak to more of the emotional reality. And I think cups often bring us to our spiritual reality. Because it's hard to be real in your spirit if you are insufficient. You know, if we are insufficient in how we're doing our emotional life and how we're doing our relationships. And a lot of people use their spiritual life uh, as a way of trying to get past the, the more kind of everyday, the quotidian life of an emotional person who has relationships and disappointments. And, you know, for some people, it's actually easier to try to skip that over. <laughs> you know, it's like, well, I'll... <clears throat> excuse me. And so that, I would say that when we draw something like this, Ace of Cups, <clears throat> we can definitely have a stronger connection to spirit. Or to God, if you're a God person. Goddess, whatever. It gives us that ability, but it, it's in tandem with our emotional self. It's not like the spiritual is, uh, is a way of escaping our emotional life. Including the problematic parts of that. And with this like building here, with the family and the ancestry. And the physical body and the health all implied in there. We are being asked to delve into our emotions and to trust them. Our emotions are telling us stuff. They are not just an inconvenience. I know most of you are probably nowhere near as moody as I am. I am perimenopausal and I'm bipolar, so woohoo! I'm not always happy to have a million emotions <laughs> happening to me all the time, really strongly. It's exhausting, right? But sometimes those emotions aren't just, oh, hello. Sorry, we have to say hi to the raven. So sometimes those emotions, um, you know, they're just kind of hormonal and maybe they're not that useful and they're hard to get through. But other times they're really speaking. And even if they are kind of, pulled forward by emotion or because you had three glasses of wine, they still have something real to say. 
And so when the Ace of Cups is flowing, you should... Ah, Raven, and the Raven is here to confirm our message. So that's good. That lets us know we're on the right trail here in the woods of Western Oregon. Yeah, the emotions have something to actually tell us right now. Uh, you know, that may come out in the actual form of like, it's Christmas dinner and I had three glasses of wine and I told my uncle to F off. That would be awkward, right? But maybe there's a reason that you have this, you know, long-standing hatred or just anger directed at this uncle, right? Uh, so... You know, you might want to kind of be on the lookout for that. We also have a Mercury retrograde happening right now and some other exciting things going on in the sky. So it's a good time to take a deep breath or maybe just don't have those three glasses of wine. (laughs) And if you decide to drink them later, turn off your modem that gives you access to the Internet and turn off your phone. Because uh, sometimes these emotions, in combination with kind of poor situation for communicating, which we get from Mercury retrograde, that combo can mean, uh-oh, you say too much. The emotions propel you forward and you say it perhaps wrong. Wrongly, you know. It, it doesn't do what you intended it to do. Or maybe you're totally shocked, like you didn't even know you were mad at your uncle, and now what have you said? So it can be helpful to... Take some time to have lovely emotions and then uh, just put yourself in a safe space where you're unlikely to, um, to be too disturbing with the less enjoyable <laughs> emotions that may also emerge. Ace of Cups suggests also it's a good time to start a new relationship, new friendship. Um, have a baby. It's a good time, probably a good time to start a new project, particularly if it's something that you're emotionally connected to. So maybe your new job uh, working for the sanitation company isn't that exciting to you. But uh, when you get home from that job, you start writing a new song cycle on your ukulele. It's probably that ukulele energy is where this Ace of Cups will benefit most. But who knows, you might start making friends at work or on your route at the sanitation company. You don't really know. We know it's powerful. We know it's the Ace of Cups. We know it's generally known to bring us good luck and good times and a feeling of fluidity uh, that maybe we really need. Maybe we just need some some fluidity right now. And a chance to move around and, and to be aware that our, our house, our palace, is resting on many years worth of emotions and evolution and that kind of, oh, the kind of emotional survival response that we have in our nervous system. It really needs some attention right now. And hopefully it will make that attention seeking (laughs) known in positive ways. 
Uh, and we can, of course, guide that process along by being conscious of it. By saying, huh. Yeah, just really noticing what's being said around us. It's a good time to get out of your head and into your heart. Ace of car, Ace of carps. <laughs> now that would be a cool tarot deck with carps instead of cups. Um, yeah, so Ace, Ace of Cups is a big heart opener. So you might do just a little meditation while you're in the woods walking your woods. Or when you are in the bath. Or when you're just standing. Place your hand over your heart. And instead of reciting the Pledge of Allegiance or something, just breathe into your hands and into your heart. And you can just do that for three breaths. Feeling the breath go right into the heart. You can do it for five breaths. You can do it for 10 minutes. And that enlivened heart is perhaps more ready to flow than you realized. Sometimes when a heart starts flowing, when a building sitting on top of a cup of water starts wobbling uh that flow of emotion can be a little shocking so even if you're experiencing something really beautiful you might have a feeling of that you need to cry or do something something physical your body might need a lot of release uh as your heart slowly opens there may be a bunch of grief stuck in your heart Maybe that's why you don't open it very often. In this case, it's, it's okay, you know? Go ahead and open it. Let the grief come pouring out. Go ahead and cry. And I think some beauty is going to come in there too, and that's, that's why we've drawn this. This beautiful Ace of Cups card. So, there's your little Christmas present. It's the Ace of Cups. And I'm certainly going to think about this. I'm going to take a picture of this card here with these little mushrooms. And, oh, there is, by the way, if you'd like a personal reading, it's 10% off everything, including the astrology readings, through December 31st. And you just go to TiffanyLeeBrown.com and click on Shop. You can use this code. It's HOLIDAY23. Holiday 23, and that's in all capital letters. So that's an option if you want to take it. And another thing is that uh, I was thinking today about you, about the Burning Tarot community. It's just a small group of us who are here regularly and who get in touch with me. And you know I love getting your emails about your lives and everything, so burningtarot at gmail.com. Keep it to a paragraph. I uh, love to hear about what's going on and, and how people are riding the waves of emotion and of spirit. And I was just thinking about, you know, the, the folks who come to me for readings. And I realized there's a pretty strong commonality that I've noticed. This cuts across, you know, whether it's like people that I'm friends with and then they hire me as their tarot reader and or astrologer. 
or strangers that I never meet and mostly just deliver audio readings to. You know, and then they email me a little bit and then I do their next reading. We don't even have a phone call. And sometimes it's people who I do the readings as a phone call with them or I do the audio reading first. Then we have a big phone call. So there's different ways, levels on which I even know you guys, right? And then, you know, it's fun for me. But I started thinking today that despite the very different backgrounds that many of you come from, the different ways I know you or don't know you, I've noticed that there is, there is a tenacity to burning tarot people. There is a sense of commitment to something that maybe we can't see or even describe, much less articulate in some kind of brilliant way. There are interesting belief systems and, and challenging your own belief systems. I've totally noticed that. Uh, some people come to Burning Tarot uh, out of Christianity, or they are still Christians and they want to use tarot and they want to know how to do that. Other people are, you know, born atheists and now a bit woo-woo or, or boo-jew. I mean, it's just all over the place. And yet I realized, like, wow, what an amazing group of people. There's so much dedication among you. There is a refusal to just go along with uh, the established order when it comes to your own beliefs and your way of living and who you love. I've just been really impressed by it. There's, for many of you, there's a kind of both a softness and a ferocity, you know, fierce quality. And it was fun to realize this. Uh, and I just want to thank you for being so darn cool <laughs> and entrusting me with your, your astrological birth charts and pulling a card for you when you're just feeling a little lost or, or restless or you just want a card, you know? So thank you, um, for your business, of course, but also for this sense of community and for helping me understand, you know, what it is I'm doing here. How many minutes do we have left? Oh, we got half an hour. So I'm going to continue briefly and then we're going to go. One thing I would like to ask of y'all this holiday season, this arises from some conversations that I've had recently, several of them online. Yes, I've gotten back on social media. Eek! Um, there's been for a number of years now this kind of a trend in talking about boundaries and especially for women but not exclusively for women this encouragement in the self-help culture and therapy and other areas of culture encouraging people to quote-unquote set boundaries and what came up in these conversations I've been involved in is that this sounds so healthy, like who could deny that we should have boundaries? But a lot of us, a lot of people 
um, who've spent their lives overly accommodating other people, not knowing how to set boundaries or say what they want, or using passive-aggressive techniques to hope that others will magically know what they want. You know, and this, of course, doesn't work. Now, here they are, women in their 40s and 50s or 60s, and they read a book about boundaries, or they get their, you know, courage on, or, you know, read about their wild, untamed possibilities, and they freak out. They're like, no, my boundary. And they just start kicking people out of their lives. I noticed this beginning a few years ago. Uh, I was kicked out of one such person's life. Um, But I noticed it among other people, too, that I had thought, like, oh, they're just a perimenopause or whatever. But I started realizing that they were all using a lot of the same language. And so, um, as somebody who is wildly imperfect, as someone who is neurodivergent, has bipolar and ADHD, and as well as some very inconvenient physical disability issues chronic illness stuff. I want to encourage you that if if you're testing out all your boundary stuff this holiday season, try to remember that it actually isn't all about you. It's not. This ace of cups energy really connects us to others. It can, at least, if we want that to happen. When we get in true connection with our inner self, and the stuff just starts flowing, it should support our house, our feeling of stability and maturity. And it begins to connect us better with others. So if you're not used to having boundaries or doing anything about them, um, this is a good time to do it, but gently. And recognize that as your heart opens up, you might find yourself... uh, you know, if, if some of what's unlocked in there and you do a heart meditation, if some of what comes out is difficult for you to deal with, you might be tempted to just take that out on people. These people were imperfect. These people, you know, in my case, like, oh, have a bipolar episode. You're going to forgive that person? Maybe not. Maybe you're like, bipolar people are a pain in the ass. I'm not going to do that anymore. I have one bipolar friend that I take long breaks from because they do not stay on their meds and they have super, super crazy things and I can't deal with it. But I don't kick them out forever, you know. And that's my choice. You'll have your own choices. But these conversations I'm talking about and that in combination with the Ace of Cups, you know, just makes me want to suggest that... um, You might have more room in that heart than you realize. You may have more love and forgiveness than you ever thought possible. And boundaries do not have to look like suddenly, overnight, changing all of the ways that you communicate and uh, expecting everyone around you to figure out, you know, really quickly how to accommodate this new you. It may be far more kind to take a little slowly and, um, and recognize that as your heart opens, there may be a phase where you feel shitty, where it's hard, where you're reactive. 
because that beautiful heart opening, just like the Ace of Cups, starts flowing. And, it, you know, it's like a dam being exploded on a river. And I'm very thankful to say we're having that happen out here in the West. Some of the dams are coming out of our rivers. And at the beginning, you know, there's all this crazy debris that gets exploded and some of it gets crashed down the river channel. And, um, you know, areas flood that haven't flooded in hundreds of years. So it's chaotic. Sometimes the opening of the heart is chaotic. And if you're just reacting emotionally to your chaotic heart, to old wounds coming up, maybe, you know, maybe it's just reaction. Maybe it's just an old emotion that you need to work through and you don't need to go lay it out on everybody else. At least not this week, <laughs> you know. The Ace of Cups gives us this kind of permission to flow with it. But we don't necessarily have to do some kind of giant action, particularly with the, the difficult bits. Particularly with that Mercury retrograde. I would say just like, mm, just wait. You know, this is a good time to write about it in your diary. Come back in three weeks and figure out how you're going to execute on that. Because otherwise you might find yourself um, jettisoning people out of your life that it would turn out long term. You would do very well to have that person in your life. Um, or you might find yourself, oh, reliving old wounds and kind of bringing them up uh, with people who, who it's not in their present right now. So if you want to start one of those processes, that's great. Um, but do it gently and give your, be gentle with yourself here too. The heart opening can be so beautiful, but like I said, it can be a, it can, it can be an exultant weeping or it can be a grief weeping or it can be both, you know, and once some of the crud and debris is out of the way and the, the river that's been crashing through and is all muddy, once the flow has been flowing, well, then you can, you know, decide where to build your house. <laughs> You'll see that the water becomes clear and sparkling. And for some of you, it's going to feel like that from, from today onward. You're going to have tons of sparkles. You're going to have sparkly Christmas tree goodness. And that's going to be the main thrust of your Ace of Cups energy. And that'll be really fun. But for those of us who might have mixed feelings or different waves of emotion come up, you know, let's, let's go ahead and feel them, but let's not yell them necessarily yet. <laughs> give it, give it a little time. Um, Ace of Cups is a great emotional motivator, but it's not, you know, in this particular Marseille deck from 1930, you can build a house on water and that's pretty exciting. But the flowing water, making it clear, understanding our open hearts, uh, that part m might be best to really establish that first. So I hope this is useful to you guys. It's meant to be, um, you know, actionable tarot blather. It's quite beautiful out here in the woods. I got to take a picture of this card for y'all. And um, what can I say? I hope you have a Merry Christmas. I hope you had a wonderful Happy Solstice, which we did over at the Labyrinth in Sisters of Oregon. And uh, I hope this time of the Three Kings 
and the 12 days of Christmas and the New Year and all the stuff. (laughs) I hope it's grand for you, okay? I'm T. This is Burning Tarot. Happy halls to you.